Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-trifling Louis Fox. That's right. I have trifle salt. I make some trifle chocolates. (laughs) I do the trifle shuffle. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) The trifle shuffle. All right. So welcome, folks. What have you been up to, Louis? How's your week going, man? Oh, it's been pretty good. I just uh, this morning got off an interesting video chat with a magician. Okay. (laughs) I'm hoping something got lost in a cultural translation. Why is that? So I'm trying to track down the history of a specific trick. Mm. So it looks like this guy kind of created what I'm looking for. So I shoot him a note on Facebook. He immediately Facebook messages, video messages me. Weird. Yeah. like That's a weird response. Yeah. He's in Holland. It's like nighttime or uh, wherever he was. In the Netherlands. Yes. So it's, it's the FaceTime's his face real close up and he keeps licking his teeth. What? And then he'll every now and then he'll pull his phone back and he's, in his, he's like in his bathrobe. <laughs> I think he's coked out? I I think, I'm trying to decide if he's just creepy or he's just Dutch. Okay. He keeps trying to sell me something. <laughs> like, like what? Like a trick he made. And I'm like, he's no. He's trying I, to sell you on a view lower than the top of his. Well, because it, it, it keeps conveniently like going down. He's like sitting in weird positions oh in goodness. his robe. Gross. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? And then I'm trying to get off of this, like. You know, without just like, oh, my internet dropped. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. My wife's got a thing and she needs to, you know, use the computer to video chat. It's like, yeah, but blah, 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 blah. And like a little lower robe gross. shot. Oh, it was and a- is this a well-known magician? I think he's fairly well-known. Um, well, you should do some research on him and figure out what's the deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that's just a Dutch thing. <laughs> like, and, and in the evenings, we chat I know in our Dutch bathroom. people. I've never had them FaceTime me in their bathrobes. <laughs> Maybe you don't know them well enough. Yeah, maybe I don't know them well enough. When was the last time you FaceTimed someone in your bathrobe? I don't even own a bathrobe. There so, you go. Yeah. See? That, I just go full naked when I... That's why I think it's a cultural thing. I would just... Because I forgot to mention, I was naked. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And did you find out the information that you needed to find? I think I found out. Or do you just... You want to just... I'm going to go get clear that out of your life and mind forever. Yeah, I'm deleting my uh, <laughs> my mental browser. <laughs> but I'm also like, I was worried what could possibly, like, where he was going, right? Like where it could have ended up? Yeah. You should take it there. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Commit to this. Well, it was like, my wife's desk is right. Like, I need to turn around like, so, uh, what are you into today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the Dutch, they're very free people. You <laughs> yeah. know, prostitution's legal, weed is legal. Yeah. B- bathrobes are <laughs> legal. <laughs> bathrobes are, are, are <laughs> everywhere. So many bathrobes. <laughs> Medicare for all? No. Bath- bathrobes for all. Should have been that Bernie's be Maybe that is like, you know, casual Fridays. People just show up in their bathrobes. They're like super casual Friday. <laughs> Coming with just the towel around, yeah. like they got out of the shower. Just a washcloth. Got the towel on the head, too. <laughs> got the soap on the rope around his neck. All right, Louie, let's get some stories. Let's do it. 
Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from CNN.com. That's a news source more reliable than getting converted to Islam by your tattoo artist. No, you don't think that could happen? No, because based on what I read... Um, you're not allowed to get tattoos, no, is what yeah, you're saying. Okay, yes. I get, the, I get the, what you're trying to say. All right, so folks, this is a pretty wild story, and there is some words and names that I will have probably a hard time pronouncing, so bear with me if I get them incorrect. It is the, T-H-E. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Fred. Story goes, a man covered his face with tattoos and turned his eyes black. He says it cost him his kindergarten teaching job. And that's always been my argument for why we need stronger teachers unions. (laughs) To protect (laughs) those who black their eyes out. Yes. (laughs) We will post a picture of this guy and essentially he looks like every horror film that involves someone being possessed by some sort of demon or ghost or demonic ghost. Or gambling addiction. (laughs) Or heroin. Yeah, or heroin. (laughs) A school teacher whose body, face, and tongue are covered in tattoos and who has had the whites of his eyes surgically turned black said he was prevented from teaching at a French kindergarten after a parent complained he scared their child. I think the bigger story is how he could afford all these tattoos and surgeries on a teacher's salary. Tattoos ain't cheap. Yeah, they are not cheap, but he's been doing it for, it sounds like, eight years. Okay. So you do you know, you thousand, spread it out. thousand bucks a year. <laughs> All right. You get a friend who's a tattoo artist. You trade some uh, basic math lessons to their kid. <laughs> there you go. You do some tutoring, tutoring for tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, doctors without borders. <laughs> Tats for tutors. Tats for tutors. <laughs> oh, I'm buying that website domain right now. You absolutely should. I'm thinking that he just scared the child by saying, you got an A, but we're going to tattoo it on you to show your parents how proud we are. We don't put your good grades on the fridge. We tattoo it on my arm. How'd you do, Billy? Well, let me look at my arm. Last year, I got an A. I think that's an A. I've grown quite a bit. It looks more like an F. When they said this would go on my permanent record, this was not what I pictured. But the teacher... Sylvian Helene, 35, still teaches children from the age of six and up and said that after an initial shock, when they see him for the first time, his pupils see past his appearance. And I mean, that's the lesson is, you you, you know, things can look scary, but they're not. This dude looks a little scary. Like when I saw a picture of him, I'm like, there's no way I'd go into a room with that dude. Yeah. Even trying to lure me in with basic arithmetic. (laughs) With coloring in between the lines. Yes. He's like, here's how I learned on my back. (laughs) All my students and their parents were always cool with me because basically they knew me, said Helene, who estimated he has spent around 460 hours under the tattooist needle. But only 300 hours to get his teacher's certificate. You know, 460 hours, that's 19 days straight under the needle. That's almost the whole month of February, this guy. (laughs) A whole February, this guy was getting tattooed. So I have a Facebook acquaintance of a guy that tried to get the Guinness World Record for um, longest tattoo session. Uh So he did it. And then uh, they, they didn't give him the record on some technicality where he was like being tattooed for like 40 hours. Oh, that sucks. And then like, oh, we forgot to turn the GoPro on for hours 38. Oh, that sucks. You can't, do, you can't redo that one. <laughs> it's just one little circle. Just guy takes a really long time, <laughs> super slow. It's only when people see me from far away that they can assume the worst. 
I don't know. Is he teaching them common core math or regular math in kindergarten? Because if he's teaching regular math, I assume the worst. All right, kids. Today's lesson is about Satan. <laughs> and coloring within the lines. <laughs> Today we're going to color Satan. <laughs> Today's lesson is how you sterilize a needle. <laughs> how, how steady is your hand under pressure? Today's lesson is... Whose parent is a tattoo artist? <laughs> All right, you know how we've been practicing cursive? Now we're going to put that cursive to the test. We're going to tattoo your names on me. He said last year... See, that would be super cool. That would be a cool class. If, it, if like, the teacher, like, his tattoos, like, they're, like, art tattoos, but it was just, like, every kid he's ever taught's, like, signature That's on That's pretty cool, man. That would be super awesome. Yeah, and essentially, he there's, like, a lizard... He looks like a lizard guy. He's got some flowers on his face. Essentially... He's, He's got, got like an owl on his owl chest. Owl on his chest. On his whole head is tattooed. Face is tattooed. Mm-hmm. He said last year he was teaching kindergarten at Doctor Morier Elementary School in Palisay, a suburb of Paris, when the parents of a three-year-old child complained to education authorities. They said their son, who was not taught by Helene, had nightmares after seeing him. What is the three-year-old doing in kindergarten? But he wasn't taught. No, he wasn't taught. Oh, by just him. kid just saw the him. kid just saw him. And was like, the lizard people are here. It's like, Trump was right. <laughs> Those Democrats, they're, they're, the Americans are coming to France. <laughs> A couple of months later, the school authorities informed him he would no longer teach kindergarten children. He said, I think the decision they took was quite sad, said Helene. Yeah, it's weird that that's the cutoff. Like, well, let's see. Five years old to six year old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can handle this. Well, I don't think he should be mad. It's like, what do you expect, dude? You teach kids. You, like, you literally look like a lizard man with blacked out eyes. We can't even see your pupils. Yeah. Well, he he got these tattoos to freak someone out. Whether it's his relationship with his father or whatever, he got it to rub someone. Wow. Look at this armchair therapy therapist <laughs> over here. <laughs> It's true. He did it because he knew, like, his arch enemy from high school's kid was going into kindergarten. So he's like, I'm going to freak this kid out. That's commitment. Yeah, it's a long game. (laughs) A spokesperson for the local education authority said an agreement was reached with Helene to move him away from teaching kindergarten. Pupils under six could be frightened by his appearance, the spokesperson said. Seven, they've seen some shit. Yeah. (laughs) By the time you're seven. They've seen some lizard people. (laughs) They've seen porn. Yeah. In France? Oh, you've seen seen a lot. Well, France, uh, we did an episode, it might have been a Patreon episode, about France making these mailboxes that you just pee into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you have to to look at the larger context. Despite the setbacks, Helene said he would stick with his chosen career. I'm a primary school teacher. I love my job. There you he go. said he started getting tattoos at the age of 27 when, while teaching at a private school in London, he had an existential crisis. Since then, he said getting tattoos is my passion. There you go. It's a, I think that leads to my story that he was uh, filling a void. It's a very unusual passion because I do know people who are not as tattooed as he is, but that have also the passion of getting tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is that a passion? Yeah. It's not a passion. It's not a hobby. Yeah, you don't like, oh, it's Wednesday. I got an hour free. I'm going to go tap myself up. Yeah, well, if you're doing the tattoos on yourself, yeah. right? You're doing the tattoos yourself. I get that because you're doing art. Yeah. You're, you're practicing some sort of hobby, uh, yeah. creative outlet. You're, Getting a tattoo, I have hella tattoos, and I'm never like, this is my passion. I'm so <laughs> passionate about my tattoos. This is my hobby. 
He said he hoped to show his pupils that they should accept people who are different from the norm. Maybe when they are adults, they will be less racist and less homophobic and more open-minded, he said. Less lizard people is <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be <laughs> negative towards these lizard people. <laughs> and they are going to be prepared for the apocalypse. Yeah, they'll, they'll when, be ready. When our Satan comes, <laughs> they will be prepared. <laughs> yeah, when the apocalypse, they'll be like, the zombies come, like, I've seen some stuff. I got a steady zombie stab in hand. I think it's very progressive that the French school let him go this long because he is very tattooed and that they allowed him to teach kids. I mean, if this was the States, he would have been out in a second. I don't know. Times are changing. Like, like my daughter's had some tatted up teachers and it's only a matter of time in the U S before, you know, kids will be scared of a teacher that doesn't have any tattoos. Yeah, well, it is unusual, you know, because, like, you don't have tattoos. Oh, you have a tattoo. I have a tattoo. Erica doesn't have a tattoo, and it is, like, kind of weirds me out that she doesn't have any tattoos. I, I mean, I, I haven't had mine that long, too, Yeah, is the thing. It, you're, you are right. Like, when I was a kid growing up, like, not a lot of people had tattoos. Now everyone does. But what I'm yeah. saying, like, in the States, if somebody had facial tattoos, like, I mean, this guy's whole face is tatted in the back of his head, and he's completely uh, Which is crazy, too, head. looking at him. The face is the epicenter of the tattoos, and it kind of trails off as you go out like his arms. Yes. And he must be an excellent teacher to survive that long. I'm just saying if this was the States, I don't think this guy would have lasted a week. No, I think he would. I think he would because I think the union would come and be like, dude, you can't fire him for that. He can't help it. He can't help blacking his eyes out. <laughs> yeah. After he's drinking the blood of a unicorn. That's what, has, you know, what he does in his own time exactly. and the effects it has on him the next day. Yeah. What he does in his own time is his own business. When it's a full moon, what do you, what, what do you expect? <laughs> and a full moon. You shouldn't have looked for werewolves on Craigslist for teaching positions. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you put werewolves in the job application? <laughs> it says race, black, white, Hispanic, werewolves. <laughs> optional undecided. <laughs> undecided severely tattooed is that's not that's not an option see <laughs> so what do you think louis i'm glad he still has a job and he's able to do what he loves and i do like that it is a lesson that things can be scary and they're still kind of cool yes i agree and we are being a little ist towards him yeah you know? we are but he looks cool i just i if I don't know if I, even, even as a t- tattoo enthusiast and someone who loves weird stuff, I'm not sure what if I drop my kid off at kindergarten and that's the, the teacher I want to meet me at the car. Yeah. Well, what if he has like, you know, I mean, we also see him like without a shirt on in this picture. Like I don't have him in like his school garb. I think if he wore a suit and tie, it'd be even scarier. You think so? Yes. <laughs> You'd be like, is this that movie, uh, it, <laughs> or they live? Yes. Dude. <laughs> or, am I wearing my, my special sunglasses <laughs> where I can see the aliens? <laughs> Uh, all right, and we'll post a picture on our website so you can check him out. Yes. Story Part 2. This story comes from CNNPhilippines.com. That's a news source more reliable than CNNSerbia.com. <laughs> you don't think a Serbian CNN would be more reliable than the Filipino one? Nope, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it would be more reliable if I wanted to have like someone like burn down a bar. I would go to CNN Serbia. Yeah. 
they could probably help me. So this story is pretty disgusting, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. You've been warned. Story goes, police seize 345,000 used condoms that were cleaned and sold as new. You realize that the cops that showed up, like the detectives... Later in the week, and they're at a dinner party. Like, oh, you're a cop. Like, what's the craziest thing you've seen? Like a murder scene, a suicide? No. (laughs) You can't wash your eyes enough. 300,000 used condoms (laughs) being dried out. Police in Vietnam have confiscated an estimated 345,000 used condoms, which had been cleaned and resold as new state media reported. You know, this would make, like, the greatest intro to, like, a... uh, cop buddy movie where like one guy it's his last day on the force and there's a new guy and the new guy's got to count the condoms but then the old guy like gets into some stuff and he's like oh i should i picked a bad week to retire yeah we want all our products have been tested <laughs> positive <laughs> they all test positive hey honey says this condom didn't impregnate donna luche or brian but they all have crabs <laughs> Right here, it says on this label, <laughs> Brian didn't get pregnant. It's like it's like a World War II fighter plane. It's got little little marks on it. <laughs> this milk jug was made of a condom. <laughs> See, I would probably rather drink out of that because that means something happened to it. Footage broadcast by state-owned Vietnam Television this week showed dozens of large bags containing the used contraceptives scattered across the floor of a warehouse in the southern province of. You name it, Bing Dong. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Police said the bags weighed more than 360 kilograms, 794 pounds, equivalent to 345,000 condoms, according to VTV. The owner of the warehouse said they had received a monthly input of used condoms from an unknown person. One guy, Louie. <laughs> we reached out for comment. Wilt Chamberlain declined. <laughs> the John Holmes of the Philippines. <laughs> What porn stars? What porn star uses condoms? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Further down the food chain from the company that's cleaning these up, you have a guy that's collecting them. Yes. Where do you go to get three hundred thousand used condoms? Uh, maybe they have. Maybe who knows? It doesn't quite say, but maybe they have like a, some sort of condom, just like a needle exchange, but like <laughs> a, a condom exchange or something. <laughs> I wonder if they have like a red light district, maybe, and you just like. It's like the guy who has the biodiesel contract where he empties the grease pit. Or maybe it's like expired condoms. They say used. They do say used, but who knows? So a woman detained during the bus told police that the used prophylactics were first boiled in water, then dried and reshaped on wooden phallus before being repackaged and resold. Oh, they do all that. It's cool. That's got to be maybe the worst job in the history of the world. The worst job is the person who has to boil them. God, like... like Give it in all the in those kind of roles. I would be the reshaper. I would I would be like I would rather starve and die. <laughs> you would have died to this ten years ago. I'd rather clean the floors at a peep show. <laughs> That's the same thing. <laughs> oh no, that is this is worse, dude. This is so much worse. God. <laughs> VTV said it was not clear how many of the recycled condoms had already been sold. The detained woman said she had received 17 cents for every kilogram of recycled condoms she produced. I like how like she produced, like she's using them and then shooting them out. So I did some quick math. She is roughly processing 958 condoms for 17 cents. That's wild. That is insane. That's crazy. 
So neither she nor the owner of the warehouse were available for comment. Yeah, she's busy boiling condoms. She got she got to process nine hundred and fifty eight every two hours to for make her seventeen cents. cents. That's bananas, dude. So what do you think about this, Louis? I think it, I mean I love the ingenuity of people. I love the mystery of where all these condoms come from. I don't like the end product. Yeah, no, it's a little, like, disturbing that someone even thought that this could be a good business venture. And then, like, the two guys, the supplier and the recycler, met up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some guy put out a... Hey, what are you doing with... What are you... Hey, where are you going with all that that huge bag of used condoms? What are you just going to... You're just throwing those out? <laughs> no, you're just, no. You're so, what a waste. Why would you just throw that away? We're sitting on gold. <laughs> you, you, put a crate. you clean that out. You roll it down <laughs> a wood fouls. You pay a girl 17 cents. You got a million dollars. My cousin runs a wood phallus manufacturing shop. He can make it. You go on Shark Tank. All right, listen. <laughs> you guys, I got this great idea. Mark Cuban's like, you had me at used condoms. <laughs> you had, this is a green venture. <laughs> yeah, I, it is a little weird. It's like, I am all for recycling, but I would don't think I would ever uh, maybe recycle, use a recycled condom. I'm curious how they repackage them. They, you just get a pack, you know. You get the little like, you know? like, like so that that's the one like slick part of this operation. They, they got it. Like, they got they a like machine. A they machine. Got, yeah, totally. I wonder what the brand name was, dude. It's got. They have to promote this as recycled products, right? Yeah, that's the only, like hipsters are These, using them. This was a this condom was a melted down Kermit the Frog toy. <laughs> this, <laughs> this was a grocery bag and still is a grocery bag. This is, this is nine Barbies. <laughs> Two Snickers wrappers, and it still is two Snickers wrappers. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. But, uh, you know, hey, I'm glad they caught him. And if they can someday make it a safe way, because it's not like, you know, I, I mean, I guess boiling, is, I guess, does that kill all the bacteria I think that could oh, first, possibly? If you depend on how hard you boil it, but it probably affects the latex at some point. Yes. Yeah. So I many problems. That, 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 you know, when they go to court, they get what they have coming. Yes. Uh, nice, Louie. Nice. <laughs> we can cut that out. <laughs> all right. We'd like it. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you get a chance and you don't mind giving us a five-star review on the platform you downloaded this podcast at, we would greatly appreciate it. Especially if it's the platform that you go in to get to Hogwarts. <laughs> Where are going to find people see Louis Fox this week? Well, let's see. I'm going to be... Uh... Having Thanksgiving dinner somewhere. Nice. Uh, and then undetermined. On- Maybe Holland, <laughs> Maybe depending Holland. on how this week goes. <laughs> and then on Saturday the 28th, I'm not really performing. I'm going to be uh, selling some art at the Silverdale, the Christmas Village at the Silverdale Farmer's Market from 2 to 7 p.m. in Silverdale, Washington. Yeah, I'm excited about that, Louie. So I, I mentioned to Matt, I'm like, hey, you should sell some of your art at a craft fair. He's like, sure, and our friend's putting one on. So I hit her up, and then Matt's like, I'm not available. You can go sell my stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs>
I asked you if you wouldn't mind selling my stuff for me. I didn't say you can't. You go, go forth and sell my things. <laughs> and I appreciate it, Louie. And we're gonna split some money. Yeah, hopefully. Split some ducats. You're, gonna, you're riding on my artistic coattails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be, you can check me out at the uh, Silverdale Craft Fair. Go and check that out, folks. It would be awesome if you yes. went and said hi to Louie and bought some of my stuff. So where will you be while I'm at the craft fair? Well, if things go according to plan, we will be spending Thanksgiving out in Taos, New Mexico. Oh, very cool. Erica has a very close friend out there. And so we're, we'll be driving out there and staying in the van. Ah, uh, yeah. Doing a little skiing and then we'll try and make it back in time to do some virtual shows in early December. Now, are you a good skier? No. Yeah, have you ever no, skied? No, I've never skied in my life. Oh, okay. You know, snowboard? Because you tried that last year, right? Yeah, I, I'll I'll do the snowboarding. I'm not bad at that. Okay. But the, skiing, no way. Ah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because we are... Moving. You're like, that's how Cher's husband died. Pretty much. <laughs> you don't hear about people dying on their snowboard. That's true. Right? Yeah. Only skiing. Because I think you... I don't know. You. I guess you can go fast using either apparatus. I would imagine so. I wonder if it's easier to just flop down, though, on a snowboard. Yeah, it's... I have no idea. Don't ask me. But we'll be out there having a good time, man. Be nice to get out of town and check out the world. I've never been to Taos, New Mexico before. It's very cool. One of the few places I haven't been. They have an amazing bridge there. Sweet. Yes. I love bridges. (laughs) I like Nash bridges. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) All right, folks. Of course, thank you so much. Send us a message if you get a chance and you have a pressing weird story that you want us to We'll get on it ASAP. Yes, we will. I will fly to Taos. To record it. Absolutely, we will. So you can do that at info at oddandoffbeat.com. want to thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast.